Well, I was attempting to watch all of them. Uh, I was a little bit late tonight because I fell asleep during this fucking show. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so you really liked it. <laughs> so I think I got through episode maybe eight. Something okay. like that. Luckily, I was smart enough to have set my alarm for this. So there like, we oh, go. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd probably still be sleeping. So hey, if you have issues or you you can't sleep, don't don't go right to meds, kids. Turn on <laughs> some that eighty show. There we go. I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. For you. Don't touch that dial. Adjust those bunny ears, because what time is it? It's time for Sitcom My Face. I'm Jay. That's Nick. And what super awesome radical show are we covering this episode, sir? Well, we couldn't get a super awesome radical show, so we're, we're going to do that 80s show. <laughs> hey, <laughs> they tried to play along, too, okay? You try to play along. <laughs> exactly. Hey, re- remember, I'm actually a child of the 80s. <laughs> the, the, those were my teen years. <laughs> I was really a child of the 80s, as, as in I was only like three when I escaped them, so... <laughs> I don't remember the 80s, but I was there for a, a minute. <laughs> exactly, yeah. What's the the best the best part of the 80s? Uh maybe Reagan? No. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Uh no, I, you know what? I, I would actually say uh, one of the best part was the music. And the that- acid wash jeans, bro. <laughs> Uh, say the acid wash. You know what? I didn't go for the acid wash je- washed jeans, but I went for the uh yeah, you know, like I, I was always um, in a uh, like concert T-shirt and uh, usually like a jean jacket. It was known as the decade of excess, correct? Correct. Yeah. Were you? Did you have the big phone? <laughs> no, you- I, I definitely did not have the big phone. <laughs> I did not have the brick. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that '80s show, I didn't even look up what years that. What? Sorry, year singular. I'm sure this ran. Yeah, well, it ran from January 23rd, 2002 to May 29th, 2002 for a total of 13 episodes. You watched it on YouTube as well, right? Yes, I did. Did you like the little opening bumpers when it's like, tonight on Fox? Yes, it was actually, I, I loved that. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. <laughs> Somebody, whoever put these on YouTube, they must have just recorded it right off their local Fox station when they Correct. aired. And the, the following shows... Were all shows that I liked. Like I've talked about Grounded for, Grounded life, for life on here. Uh Titus was up there Titus. one of the following. Uh the Bernie Mac show was there yes. up for one of them. Greg the Bunny, I think, was on yes, one of them. Was I think right near the end. Yeah. I was like, oh wow. Interesting that it was airing with all these shows that I actually really enjoyed. <laughs> Versus this show. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to just hop right into that 80s show? And uh yeah, I, I I gotta ask you though. Mm-hmm. When this was first run, yeah, I watched it. You did watch it, okay? I, I, watched I only it. watched. I think it was just the the pilot. That's it. And eh, I okay. actually have somewhere, uh, probably in storage with the rest of my movies. I have a burned disc with all these episodes on it. Oh wow! I I don't know if I don't remember if I recorded them or if I downloaded them. Maybe in the early Napster days or something. Oh, there we go. Or LimeWire, or L- what Lime the hell wire, was out of that time? Napster, yeah. uh, Morpheus, Morpheus. Yeah, it's like pick, pick your uh, download poison. <laughs> yeah, I, I I may have done that too because I did have a DVD recorder when I was young, and I used to mm-hmm. actually I loved that son of a bitch. I would record everything onto discs and yeah, DVDR. Gotta yep. love it. And they weren't rewritable, so if I fucked up, it was gone. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I wasted a whole disc on that 80s show. <laughs> they weren't cheap either. Shit. Yeah. Back in the day. No. Did you. So did you watch this ever or just today or this week? I like the rest of the show. I watched for the first time. You know, this 
you know, like a few days ago. <laughs> and and I and I'll say this. I I watched uh let's see. First day I watched four episodes and then I watched eight episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh you'll notice there were 13. Um I don't know why, but it I I was missing one of the episodes for some odd reason. I guess what it was playing. You did you find that playlist on YouTube? I think that's missing the pilot for some reason. Yeah, but there's well, I, a di- I got the there's pilot a different separate. upload. Yeah, there's a different upload of the yeah, pilot. But what it was playing, it either skipped over or didn't have as one of the episodes, uh, the Punk Club episode. So I, I was okay. a little thrown off by that. Well, I was attempting to watch all of them. Uh, I was a little bit late tonight because I fell asleep during this fucking show. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so you really liked it. <laughs> I had a few episodes left and I came home from work today and I popped them on. And I got through like two and then at some point I, I, I mean, I watched a few the other day. but So I think I got through episode maybe eight, something okay. like that. I think I got up to eight and then I passed the fuck out and was I woke up. Luckily, I was smart enough to have set my alarm for this. So there like, we oh, go. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd probably still be sleeping. So, hey, if you have issues or you, you can't sleep, don't don't go right to meds, kids. Turn on <laughs> some that 80s show. There we go. Now, I, I guess the thing that if you want to say, you know, <laughs> quote captured my attention was you know it's just like oh, okay you know some of the st- the nostalgia and the background songs that mm-hmm. that i gotta say i think they paid more for the background songs than they did for the entire run of that 70s show because they actually had like the you know like the regular songs i you know, like i was looking up and it's like it wasn't like a cover right but if you remember we watched the streaming version of that 70s show, which didn't have all the original songs. True, true. So these versions of that that 80s show that are on YouTube are directly recorded from the original broadcast run. True. So now if it had gone to streaming or DVD, they may have changed those songs too. We don't know. That's, that's uh, true. Given the track record. So we covered that 70s show last week. We don't really need to talk about the creators much because it's the same exact creators. Right. right. Uh, you, you had one extra creator going on on this one. Um, uh, where's the uh, person's name those, again? Those three were also the top um, writers. So, yeah. again, we covered them on the last episode. Bonnie Turner, Terry Turner, Mark Brazel. And right. who was the other one? And Linda Wall- Wallum. Oh yeah, that name was added to the the tag, the pr- production tag there. I saw. Yes, yes. Uh, again, also one of the executive producers, and she's notable for creating the show Nurse Jackie, like uh, one of the co-creators. Yeah, that was like a Showtime show, right? Or HBO yes. or something? Yeah. Uh, she also wrote for that '70s show, mm-hmm. and she was one of the writers on the uh, short-lived Sybil show, like star- starring Sybil Shepherd. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, let's go over the cast real quick. So, yeah, there actually are some people that I really love on this show, like people that, that I love in other part. things. Yeah, it it is strange that it it's it had to be the writing. I don't know if they knew exactly which direction to kind of go with the writing. I think that's part of the problem of the, of this show. Well, if you compare this as we kind of are, because we just did that 70s show, you compare this. We actually talked about how not really reliant on the 70s that 70s show is. Right. Those characters are kind of of their time, but the show is mostly about their relationship to each other. Correct. Whereas this show really relies on the 80s. Yeah. Having the 80s as the background. There, there's so much of it that is just in your face 80s, which sometimes it's funny and sometimes it works, but sometimes the characters feel like secondary to the the time period, if that makes yeah. sense. Like the joke about the the very first episode where the guy just goes, is my nose bleeding? It's just a stupid cocaine joke. And you're right. like, okay, it's funny, but also those guys aren't part of the story. They come out of nowhere. And it's probably just because the writers were like, well, we don't want to make we want to make a cocaine joke, but we don't want our characters to do cocaine. Right. 
Yeah, so your star here is Glenn Howerton, who I, you know, everyone loves probably as Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Sunny, yeah. Um, he's he's okay here. He's not really given much to do. He's kind of the straight man almost of this. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's he's supposed to be like if if we do some like comparison, like show to show. Yeah, he's supposed to be the foreman. He, you know, he's supposed to be Eric. You know, and he was he had that show AP Bio, which seemed to happen. It's almost like. All of it's sunny in Philadelphia. They all kind of got their own sitcoms on different networks there for a minute. Right. And then like Mac had that show on Amazon Prime. The wasn't he on Mystic Quest or Mythic Quest, whatever that is. And then the the girl had um, the Mick on Fox, which we have to cover sometime because I love that. (laughs) And he had this AP bio. I'm sure Charlie Day had some fucking sitcoms hiding somewhere that I don't know about. But I'm I'm sure apparently he's the voice on the new uh, Fred on the new Velma show. Apparently, apparently that show's not getting very good reviews, though, right now. So, But every I've seen this show a bunch of times, and I always kind of forget that he's on this. <laughs> you know, it's not. <laughs> and yeah, I really like him. It's kind of weird that he just kind of fades into the background on this. That, that's the thing. The, the characters are not defined enough that they're no, actually kind of yeah. just forgettable. <laughs> like, 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 that's a, that's the thing is some of the some of the jokes are good. Right. But the character development is not, and there's no. never any, like, there's never really an arc. Not really. Which, I mean, I like some stereotypical cookie-cutter characters in sitcoms. Of course. But it's almost like you can't have eight of them or however many characters there are here. You got you, one or two in a sitcom is perfect. Someone to come in, you know, in clutch, make that joke, close the scene. But you can't have every character be that. You know? Right. Like, for me, in this one, actually, the ones that work, and I don't even know her name here, is, oh, his sister really works for me in this yes. show. Tinsley Grimes. That's as the this character ditzy... that stood out to me. That that yeah. character actually stood out to me. She she She's kind of valley girlish, environmental, you know, like, minded. Uh, but it's weird. Yeah, valley girlish, environmental minded, but in the same way, also smart. <laughs> she, she she reminds me of it like she's the proto Phoebe. That's it. That's yeah. I think the best way to describe her. She's the proto Phoebe. She's she's ditzy and silly, but she's not stupid, which right. is, it's, it's kind of interesting for her. But I'm you know, you look at her resume and she's in like one or two episodes of a bunch of random shit. She doesn't really. Yes. Have her own thing. I don't think besides this. She, really. she, she, she also apparently um there was like. Uh, was it two? No, th- uh, yeah, two unaired pilots that like just didn't even you know didn't even make it. <laughs> so it's like uh, I guess yeah, you know, she's the person you yeah you, you uh, bring on if you don't want your show to actually make it to air. <laughs> According to IMDb, as of 2021, she is a fourth year medical student at the University of Pittsburgh and hopes to specialize in psychiatry psychiatry when she earns her MD. But she her last acting credit is 2013. Which is, yeah. I think she's pretty good. From Go On. Yeah, and she was on six episodes, I guess, of Smart Guy as Nina. But I, I used to watch that show as a kid. I don't remember her in those yeah, episodes. Yeah, I, I never watched that one. Uh, yeah, strange. She doesn't really have a lot. And I, maybe this show just kind of, <laughs> she's like, well, I had my shot. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, but it's very yeah, strange. Th- I, th- I think she stood out you know, more as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let, let, let's let's go to uh, um, Glenn played Corey on the, the show. Glenn Howerton. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about June Tuesday played by Charlotte Lay? Yes, this I actually really like her. Yeah, I told you, she's the star of Not Another Teen Movie. Yes, you were telling which me. Which is one of my favorite parody films, honestly, ever. That movie kills me. On this show, I don't think she's done justice. She's not written very well on here. Mm-hmm. But... Elsewhere, I enjoy her. Now, like uh, me, me, I'm a you know, I'm a nerd, and I you know, like, yeah, she's like, on like this, Arrow, right? Um, part of the Arrowverse, as they called it, the the Supergirl show. She played basically Supergirl's sister, like Eartha uh, sister, Alex. Hmm. And that's I I know her mostly for comedy. So how was she on there? I, I enjoyed her character on that show. Like you know, she 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 was actually really good. Like. One of the standouts from that show. She did she have any other? Oh, she's on 114 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Wow. 
126 episodes of Supergirl. Yeah. So so yeah, she she definitely has, you know, a um a media resume than than, uh, than Katie played by Tinsley Grimes. <laughs> but uh Yeah, this is kind of her footnote almost. She's done a bunch yes. of shit that she was on a lot more. Okay. Let, let let's go to one of the characters that I don't know. I I, I didn't really get into and that was Eddie Shin playing Roger. You know, I was watching it and I go, they hired this guy because he can dance. This yes. motherfucker can dance, dude. Yes, that, that that was the thing. I'm like, well, he definitely can dance, but it's just like his character is so one dimensional in this show. You know, like he, he he's, you know, hot for the ladies. He's he wants to be a yuppie and he's a, a well, car he's a car salesman. If you pay, yeah, I was gonna say if you pay attention to his part of this show, is to represent the excess of the. He's all about the money, yep. the greed. He's the greed is good guy in this fucking exactly. show. Exactly, <laughs> it's like yeah, he's he's also got to wear parachute pants even though they're not practical, and it causes uh, causes him to slip off of most furniture. That he was one on. of my favorite bits on any of those. <laughs> Every time he sits on the couch, he slides right it's off like, the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I don't hate him. I don't. I didn't really mind him. It's not that I hated him. It's just like he just didn't really add much to the equation. No, except the dancing. That really was it. Yeah, he was. Whenever they were at that little bar, they go to. Yeah, he was dancing his ass off. Yeah, like I could see that's probably why he went into the audition. He danced his little heart out, and they hired him. It's like okay, well, at least he can dance. (laughs) What else is he known for? He's on thirty episodes of Alexa and Katie. Or 39 episodes, sorry. One episode of a bunch of stuff. He's on four episodes of The Man in the High Castle. Yeah, he, he, he's he got a very long resume, but a lot of one-episode things. He's on nine episodes of the uh, the Ray Ramon, R- Romano, <laughs> Ramon, Ray Romano show, Men of a Certain Age. Right. I don't but, think that lasted very long either. No, I don't think it did. I like how I, I, I combined Romano and Barone. Ray Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did I say? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now, Eddie Shin. It's all, this is all I really know him from. The next one, Brittany Daniel as Sophia. Yep. I mentioned her on our last episode. She's the Eric's cousin on that episode. Correct. She's got a hot twin sister because she's a hottie. <laughs> yep. Uh, she was on, looks like, 99 episodes of The Game, which I've never seen that show. N- nor have She's I. in a few movies that I really like, uh, like Club Dread. She was in White Chicks. A lot of people probably remember her from White Chicks. <laughs> she was also in the Wayans Brothers movie Little Man, which I've only seen once and don't remember much about. So so two Wayans productions. Yeah. Now, the weird one I saw on here was her very first acting credit was on the new Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 <laughs> Z- Z- Zorigna number one. <laughs> and also apparently an episode of Just Shoot Me. But yeah, she was like, oh, and the two Joe Dirt movies. That's right. She's the girlfriend or whatever in the Joe Dirt films. Mm-hmm. But Brandy. Yeah, and the, the, the funny thing, you know, c- c- coming back to It's Always Sunny. She was also on four episodes of It's Always Sunny as well. Yeah, she played a trans on there. That was like the big the big joke in her episodes was mm-hmm. that she was trans and they would. Like, cause she's so adorable, and then it just kept cutting to like the lump in her pants. I was just like, "Oh shit!" Okay. Now, One of the early ones too, because I restarted Always Sunny, and mm-hmm. she was on a pretty early episode of that. Well, the, the the interesting part is okay. So on that Sunny, she's playing trans. Here, she's playing bisexual. Like, just came out bisexual. Where? Oh, right, right. She's the ex girlfriend of Corey. Corey, uh, but trying to get with his sister. Yeah, she she's got the hots for Katie, <laughs> and also in one episode dated their dad. So, right. Well, like, he she posed as his date to sell him a hot tub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 yeah. Not just to sell him a hot tub, but also so he could get uh, like revenge on yeah, you know, like uh, on his ex wife. But his ex wife didn't show up to the uh, to, to to the event. Let, let's get to one of the other prime players, Margaret Smith. Margaret Smith as Margaret or Maggie. Yeah, Margaret Smith runs the record store they work at. The two yeah, permanent record. Now, isn't it weird though that 
the end of that 70s show, which would have been the seasons kind of after this, that they all worked in that record store, right? Didn't right. Hyde and Fez and uh, Randy all work in the damn record store? Mm-hmm. And then this, they tr- again attempted to place it in a record store? Record store. Yeah, so it's like, hey, we you know, we have success, you know, doing a, a record store. Let's just keep at it. It's like you want the music, yes. Well, but- it all actually, my thought was they tried the record store here, and the show got canceled, and they true. were like, well, we really like the record store setting, so let's bring it over there. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because I guess it came here first, but uh, yeah, not done as well. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. Uh, versus the that seventy show uh, iteration. Well, and they used records for everything for transitions, yeah, which I, at first I really liked, and then it just same. got so old and boring and repetitive. Like if if they're transitioning between scenes, it'll say later. It'll they'll make the uh, later, later at, at wherever record. later at someone's apartment. It'll be the record cover. Yep. I, I I liked it like you said when it first showed. I'm like, well, that's like a pretty novel. And then after a while, it's like. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> that's and that's the best I could give it after a while. It's like it just yeah, yeah it cute. got la- it got re- repetitive. It, even the opening theme is them flipping through records of the people's faces. Right. So you're doing it for the theme and the transitions. It's like come on. And, and, and actually, here's one of the things that we normally uh, hit on the song. I mean, 80s. it's got an '80s vibe, but it's not a good song. Yeah, it's it's, it's by Killing Joke. It, it's called 80s, but all it is is a snippet of the song. Living in the 80s. Yeah. And, it's and it's all, like, over and over again. Living in the 80s. 80s, 80s. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like, like you said, it's got the vibe. Like, musically, it's definitely 80s. Well, again, but, so reliant on the 80s that their yeah. theme song has to tell you it's the 80s. Right. So, yeah, I, I, was, I was very mixed on the... Uh, theme song i i liked the the music part of it but i did not like the <laughs> yeah it's like yeah living in the age it's like okay yeah that's the best you can get <laughs> margaret smith doesn't really have a lot of tv credits either no she she doesn't she's more of a stand-up comic yep yep and i do i remember uh way back i used to always watch comedy central presents yep. and hers was very funny i remember seeing her uh, special oh, yeah, no, and she- go yeah it's very funny she, she, she was funny, like, on, on her thing. Also, um, I remember when HBO used to have, like, periodic, like, comedy specials, and there was one that was called Women of the Night, and it had oh on, my. like, yeah, no, not that, but it had on Margaret Smith, it had on Ellen DeGeneres, who was a new comic at the time, it had on Rita Rutner, I know I'm missing somebody, but, like, those were three of the main ones I remember from that show. It's like, oh, my God, yeah, it's like, and it's like, well, I know a couple of them went on to stuff. It's like, what happened to Margaret Smith? Oh, this. <laughs> I liked her as a stand-up. I, and tell me if you can kind of feel it on here. She feels very nervous. Like, oh, yeah. She doesn't feel like she's very confident in this. With the, and with, with the uh, camera, if you want to say. Yeah, she's the not. Way this is, the way her character's written is she's supposed to be the snarky, sarcastic yes. character. And... She's kind of you kind of get like an insecure vibe, which makes her character not work for me. Right. Because that kind of character needs to have the confidence almost. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. And it's like and she's, you know, she's like portrayed supposed to be as like scheming, like the whole thing with the uh, it was the second episode, I believe, with the uh, the candies for Valentine's Day. And it's like saying, oh, the one sent it to the other and the other sent it to the one. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, they do everything but have her look at the camera and go, <laughs> like exactly. It's like kind of awkward a lot of times, and almost like when she's walking in the scene, it's it just doesn't it doesn't flow right. It seems like she doesn't quite know where to go, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, but and she's same, not an actress, so I can't be mad at her. But and and same same thing when she would bring up like oh yeah like she also has like a history of, with so many musicians in that it's like oh yeah. yeah like playing poker with Don Henley or yeah it's like and like. Apparently, one of the you know things that they used in uh, the one episode was that she was a fill-in for pyrotechnics at a Pat Benatar show. And yeah, what well, didn't Pat? I think Pat Benatar came in right before I yes, fell asleep. Pat, <laughs> Pat, Pat Benatar actually came in on that show, 
and Neil Giraldo, who is Pat Benatar's wife. Uh, wife. How about husband? And he's the uh, guitarist for her. That band. was one of the last things I remember watching before I passed out was seeing Pat, Pat Benatar. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like, you know, it, it was like again cute, like like, like little haha. But it wasn't like it's like oh yeah, you know, with without you uh, setting me on fire, yet Neil over there wouldn't have. Uh, you know, put me out, and you know, we fell in love from that point on. Yeah, it's like, eh, all right, yeah. <laughs> what would you say your favorite episode of the ones you watched was? Huh. Yeah, you know, that's that. That's an interesting uh, question. People, uh, people are not going to watch all thirteen of these. What, what's the one episode you tell them to watch? Uh, let's see. I like how Margaret Smith, has, she has a credit in Goodfellas just as school guard. I don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> I know. It's like, uh, I don't remember that scene. Um, Let's see. I think uh, Beach Party is uh, pretty decent. That's w- one of the uh, later episodes. It's where they, um, Katie invites them all to have a beach barbecue, but it's actually a thing to clean up the beach. <laughs> But but the part of the, the uh, there's two other parts to the show that were very 80s and like actually funny. One was um, at the record store. Again, um, Margaret Smith, her character is very also dour, very. It's like, yeah, if, if like you're if you're into happy music and that you know, she'll just like tell you get out. One of the uh, customers comes in. It's Debbie Gibson of 80s <laughs> music fame. And uh, she's into uh, musicals and uh, you know, like very happy music and such. And she basically tortures <laughs> Margaret Smith <laughs> with uh, soundtracks. Yeah, someone will come in and go like, oh, where is so-and-so? Some random artist. And they'll yep. be like, in my ass. Exactly. And you're like, that's not really a joke, but... The, 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 other, <laughs> okay. the other thing was... Another company is thinking of uh, purchasing RT's company. RT is the dad, by the way. We, we haven't even gotten to his character. It tells you how much, like, great, how great his character was. But um, he's thinking of selling his company to, like, one of his competitors. And the company is fronted by Morgan Fairchild. Mm-mm-mm. Talk about and, 80s. Exactly. And the, the, the funny thing is, like, she and Sophia basically have a back and forth like like some of the old like Dynasty and Falcon Crest and like all those old soap opera soap opera e shows like they slap each other the two of them just go at it here <laughs> slapping each other I'm like oh my god <laughs> Yeah the dad is played by Jeff Pearson who I actually like in a lot of stuff too he plays the same character here that he basically was on the the Married with Children rip off um, unhappily ever after. Right. Only he's not talking to a puppet. <laughs> but but yeah, like I I just didn't. I wasn't into his character. It was very throwaway for me on this show. It, the it, one thing I will say about this, especially coming from the same people who made that '70s show, they didn't just do a carbon copy, which I kind of no. like. Um, it would have been real easy to take the same formula, the family, the the friends, throw it. In the 80s. Exactly. And they didn't quite do that. They tried to make the the characters pretty different. I wouldn't say any of these are really 70s show characters. No. The dad is the one. He's the single father. Um, I would say he's almost the exact opposite of Red Foreman, which is, I mean, a good choice probably. Uh, I just don't think that, yeah, again, he's not written very well. And because the rest of the cast is all younger and friends, and he's the only adult to be on the show. Besides, and right. he never really interacts with Margaret, Margaret Smith, which I don't remember at all. I, I Like, there was one point, and it's like almost like, it's like, ooh, yeah, like, yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, he likes her. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, was that a, but, it must have been a later one I didn't see. Yeah, and but nothing comes from it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing, is he always feels like he's tagged on with his kids. Yeah, well... What one of the episodes, like you know, he he's a little uh, down and such. So they they take him out to the club that they all go to. Yeah, yeah, like and you know, like he starts meeting like all these young women. It's like okay, and his nickname is like like some young. Yeah, 
Like the the bartender, as they would in real life, gives everyone nicknames or whatever. And, you know, oh, here comes like some young, young. And they look over and it's their dad. <laughs> but yeah, I actually, I kind of, I appreciate they didn't just try to take the same group and try to do the same thing. They, they, they tweaked everything yes. a little bit, but it just doesn't quite work as well. I think he needed actually not maybe a spouse, but like an adult friend to Correct. have more stories with, yeah. right? Well, 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 just like again, K- Kitty and Red. They had the neighbors. Right. He he had nobody. Yeah, he like, needed like, a Bob, basically. Yeah, he, he needed a Bob. But, the but closest- I mean, he was funny when he was doing... He's he's still doing his Al Bundy ripoff in this, kind of. Yeah. He's just not as, you know, big of a prick. Uh, but, yeah, unhappily ever after, he was again in the family unit. And the, actually, for the family, I do like the brother-sister here because they're not your typical rivalry brother-sister. No. They actually like each other. They're friends. Exactly. Which is not usual for a sitcom like this when you actually have other friends. So Correct. Again, I think the sister is like the standout for me because she's not written Same like a lot here. of the other sitcom sisters. It's very true. And she... As like on one of the episodes they show, it's like she's also kind of the glue that holds everyone together, too. I think that was one of the ones I laughed the most at was the one where she goes to Cancun. Yes. Yeah. She goes to Cancun. She wants to pay off her credit cards. That's also the one with the parachute pants where he keeps flying off the couch. Yes. Yeah. That that was a very funny one. She takes money from her father to pay off her credit card, credit card, but tells him it's for a trip to Cancun for spring break. But so she's not actually going. So she's like staying in Roger's apartment above the garage and and yeah, make making fake photos of her trip to Mexico. <laughs> but again, like with the dad, he's his storyline is kind of the dumbest part of that episode because yeah. they just. They make him so fragile that as soon as his daughter, who takes care of him, takes care of the house, is gone, he he's just ha- a lump. He not do anything. He's just a lump who sits there and wants to smoke cigarettes and have no pants on. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not, that's a whole story for him. That's not, him just sitting there being lonely and smoking is his storyline. It's not funny. It's not yeah. interesting. He could have done anything. He could have been like, oh, I can bring women home now or, you know, anything else would have been funnier there but the rest of it i thought was at least it kind of included all the characters yeah i i, I could see there's potential here but the characters are so thin that <laughs> very kind of very apart. much so now, let, let, let's actually get into some of they, they tried to th- like throw boatloads of also guest stars it was more f- interesting i think looking up some of the guest stars to see who you know, like who they were or what they were from. I I mean, I'm not huge on 80s music either, so maybe I didn't even recognize some of the people who were guest stars cuz I don't I don't remember going, "Oh, there's a lot of guest stars," but let me know who you got. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um besides Pat Benatar we saw, but Yeah, Pat, Pat Benatar and Neil Geraldo, those, those that's you know, one set. Again, Debbie Gibson, that's another one. Uh, Debbie Gibson's arch rival Tiffany was actually in the punk episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting. Also, this year at the Garden State Comic Fest, Tiffany was there. I were you a Tiffany fan? Ah, yeah, she she was all right. Did you want to get your hands on that? Huh? Did you want to get your hands on that? (laughs) Hey, you got it. You got to consider though. She she's actually close to my age. You put on them glitter gloves and went after her. But uh, all you spread is hush money with that dirty glitter glove. <laughs> oh, th- th- there's one other person that wasn't part of the main cast, but might as well have been because after a while he was there all the time. Owen, uh, Owen, Katie's boyfriend. He you know, definitely has like a, a decent resume. Josh Broughton. Yes, Josh Broughton. And he was. It, I saw he was uh, for a second like I had seen he was in uh, Dumb and Dumberer when ha- Harry met Lloyd. I'm like, oh no, don't tell me he was one of those two. But he was. He's on the miniseries Dahmer. Though it just came out. Yes, he, he plays Lionel. Uh, he was in uh, This Is Us. He was uh, 19 episodes of Secrets of Sulphur Springs. I'm not familiar with that. 22 episode of Married to the Kellys, which was another sitcom, which I. Didn't even know about <laughs> eight episodes of Less Than Perfect, which was that other Andy Dick sitcom. Yes, 
Ooh, sorry. Um, his first his first credit is Spin City, one episode. Yep. Yeah, he definitely had a lot more credits after that eighty show. <laughs> uh, one of the characters on this, uh, Venus, was played by Simbi Kali. Do you know that name? Mm-mm. Well, she was Nina on Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> oh, Nina. Oh, Good yeah, you. same <laughs> same creators, so that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> I think a lot of the writers on here were from on that as well. So Yes, and and one of the other things that they came from being especially the Turners and um uh what, what's the lady's name again? Uh Linda Wallum. Also writing for Saturday Night Live. The three of them actually wrote for Saturday Night Live. Uh, Ed Ed McMahon is actually oh, yeah, on yeah. the Star Search uh, episode. I think that's the one I woke up was playing when it was on. I heard Ed McMahon's <laughs> voice. Um, let's see. <clears throat> what when the uh, record store catches fire and they have to re redo things, the the decorator. You know, like uh, uh, for for the, the the redo of permanent record is John Taylor. Do you know that name at all? I'm, I'm guessing not for you. No. Well, he was um a, a bassist for a, a little band called Duran Duran, <laughs> and on and on the episode they actually played the reflex from Duran Duran in the background. I was a big fan of Duran, but once they added that second Duran, Duran, yeah, I was no, out. That's too many Durans. No. <laughs> now Duran, Duran, Duran. Those fuckers were good. <laughs> yeah, you, you had to go with the odd number of Durans. <laughs> yeah, like once you start going even. Mm-mm. What's her name? Brittany Daniels' sister actually is a character on the uh, show. Uh, C- C- Cynthia Daniel plays Bianca, Sophia's twin sister. I saw her sister, I think, was her surrogate. Had her baby for her. I believe you were right. That's probably a nice, easy thing to do when you're twins. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably don't got to worry about much, I would imagine. I was like, how's the uh, DNA going on your side? Yeah, it's pretty uh, much the same. So, yeah, I think we can do this. Yeah, um, I, th- I think to me, though, like the, the thing that I guess kept me going <laughs> throughout the thing was actually the music. And I'll, I'll I'll throw some of the uh, the eighty songs out here. Let's see if you actually know some of these songs. Once in a lifetime. I mean, if I heard them, I'd probably know them, but my name I know. Okay, love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. Yep, by Pat Benatar. How about I want candy? I want candy. Yep, yep. the the eighties bow wow wow version. With the uh, lead singer who was 14 at the time. <laughs> uh, I, I found there was an actual song by the band Zebra. The a song is called Who's Behind This Door? Zebra's from Long Island. Uh, out, out this way. Hopefully not Chris but, Hansen. No, 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 no. <laughs> Why don't you have a but, seat? Ah! Yes. Who's behind the door? Oh! <laughs> not but, again. <laughs> but... The interesting part I found was it was actually written by Randy Jackson of, of American Idol fame. Yeah, I always kind of forget that he actually made music. <laughs> yeah. I, I, remember I remember going, who, who, who the fuck are these people on American Idol that are judging other people? I've never heard of any of them besides Paul Abdul, you know? Nah, but yeah, R- R- Randy, Randy's got a, a pretty good, uh, what, uh, what what do you call it, resume. No, uh, you didn't about- say it right. He's got a good resume, dog. Dog. i uh, see. Come on, Eileen. I will not come on Eileen. What the fuck? No, dude? no, no. I don't even not, know not, Eileen. You sick fuck. Not, 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 not the, uh, not the movie from uh, the, the the list of uh, things from uh, Clerks. <laughs> Was that on there? Yeah, that. Uh, that oh that no, shit! The, I just uh, wow, I didn't even remember. Yeah, that, that was one of the. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> the, the name of the uh, movies. That, that, That's funny. That they see uh, me and Kev he, Smith think just alike, huh? But um. Let's see. Rock the Casbah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> exactly. Wasn't like, rock, there like, Rock the Casbah? I don't remember what they say in that part. <laughs> if Shareem don't like it, Rock the Casbah. Yeah, it's... Uh, 
It's the clash. Uh, see, Iran by Flock of Seagulls. Iran, Iran, so far away. Get yep. get away. Oh, oh, one of the funny also moments was they played the song Up Where We Belong by Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes. And, yeah. and, uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Owen in his, uh, Navy outfit picks up Roger because he's hurt his ankle and is carrying him like officer and a gentleman. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we mentioned that 70s show. They kept all their references 70s and prior. They tried to. Was that, yes. did you catch, catch that for this show as well? Yes. Oh, I, I was going through the soundtracks. I'm like, yeah, they, they pretty much. No, I mean, games. even like not just music, but like movie references and TV show references. Yes. yes. Actors. Some of the things that they mentioned. Yes. They, they, they kept their referencing 80s. Cause it's not like when you watch that 70s show, they're doing fucking matrix jokes or something, you know, they right, kept right. it all before that. So. I didn't really catch no, no, any they, that were dated too late, really, in this. But um, we don't have a clear year in this either, right? No, and that, that's the thing that threw me off for the fact of... It's like, at the one point, I thought they were saying that it was like 1983. And then the all of a sudden... The Cancun one, they the, say spring break of 84. It's called that, I think. Right. So it's like, yeah, I, I, could, I couldn't pin down an actual time frame when this really is supposed to be happening. Because I was trying to see if, like... Oh, if the the music in the background made sense for the fact of it's like, oh, well, this wouldn't have come out yet. If you go. Yeah. If you go by that episode title, I think it's called at least on YouTube. It is called the Spring Break 84. So I wonder if there's mm-hmm. any music that would have been after. I bet you there is, but. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. But the, I think the the song I was most surprised to hear playing at Permanent Record in the background, and Barbie I had to girl? do a double take. Like, <laughs> no, they no, fucked no. up. They fucked I, up. I did a, <laughs> what? Uh, do you know the heavy metal band Accept? Mm, no, no. Okay. Well, they 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 their their big hit from from back in the eighties. Not that it was a big radio hit, but if you were into metal, you knew the, the song "Balls to the Wall." <laughs> And I'm like, how's it go? Wait, sing wait. it for me. <laughs> Basically, balls to the wall, man. <laughs> balls to the wall. Ah. Uh, and so when, Ran- like, when Randy Jackson covered it, it was balls to the walls, dog. Dog. <laughs> but yeah, like I-, I was like thrown off by that one. I'm like, wait, how how did not not only how did accept get into an episode? How did that song get in? <laughs> Like, with the lyrics, balls to the wall. That's usually <laughs> like, a, a moment where, like, a creator or something's like a fan. like a Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll sneak this one through. I know I know a lot of directors will talk about, like, oh, I really wanted to work that song into my movie or whatever. Like, the... Or, the, or, men- or mention of something, yeah. It was, like, Norm, the Norm Show theme song. I sent you what the original song was. And mm-hmm. on the commentary, Norm just goes, I always loved that song as a kid. So I just told them that's what I wanted my theme to be. So sometimes it's just as easy <laughs> as that, you know, because they were like a Canadian group and he was Canadian. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 one of the songs by what, what, one of my heroes from the 80s, uh, we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. That one. Do, do, do you know the, the band that did that one? We're not going to take it. Anymore. Is that the one? Yep, that's that's the song. Uh no, I don't know who sings it, no. Uh Twisted Sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But but what wh- why I, I say again, one of my heroes back from the eighties, he was actually one of the people that went to Congress. Yeah, what episode we talk about that on? Um We talked about that on one episode. I, I don't remember which one. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm thrown off now. Huh? We talked about that on this show. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't remember which well, episode yeah. it was, though. Oh, okay. Our episode. I thought you're, you're talking about that, that 80s no, show. Like, no, no. On our I'm, show like, here that we're doing right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But where he, he actually went to Congress yeah. with Frank Zappa and John Denver yeah. and fought against the PMRC about censoring music. 
So if you've been listening to our show, let us know what episode we discussed that. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> yes, we're all we're too old to remember. <laughs> I, I, I grew up with that 80s show. <laughs> I mean, no, the actual 80s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I my my uh, formative years, 10 through uh, 19 there uh, was. Uh, yep, that was the 80s because I, I was born on a zero year. <laughs> Does this only feel nostalgia because of the music for you? Because everything else just kind of feels, it doesn't feel as authentic 80s to me as it feels like forced 80s. Yeah, it, it, that's the thing. It's It doesn't feel authentic 80s. There's just bits of nostalgia. Again, part of it being the music in the background, part, part of it being some of the you know things people are wearing. Now I'm gonna be shocked if you like this better than that '70s show. <laughs> oh no 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 okay. no 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 hell no. Okay, I'm like you're about to put this at like one above that '70s show. I'm like, what the? Okay. No, I I I would not do that. <laughs> Believe me. Do we have anything else to cover on this show? I mean, I think it's um, a I think it's a generic. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's somewhere in the middle, and it's yeah eh. the the. This is what I'll, it's like, if you want a little bit of 80s nostalgia, but it's basically like eating soda and Pop Rocks, that, 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 it's, it's basically that's what you're doing, and and okay, you're done. Just don't do it with Drano, like in uh, Urban Legend. Yeah, no, no, don't do that. They have that bit in that movie where they like they talk about the Urban Legend of drinking cola and Pop Rocks and how Mi- yeah. Mikey died from it. Yeah, he he exploded. So in the movie, but the killer pours Pop Rocks down his throat and then pours fucking drain cleaner. Dr- drain <laughs> uh, but you said that you, in your head, you thought this, you remembered it way worse. You said you watched one episode again yes. and remembered it way worse. Yeah, I, I, I watched the pilot and rewatching the pilot, I didn't think the pilot was that good either. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when we were talking last time about that 70s show, I wasn't too keen on that pilot. I like you know again your pilot you're getting all the characters in place lining everything up settings etc. But yeah, I think this one did even worse. <laughs> so yeah, actually the director of the pilot we talked about was the same da- uh, director David Trainer who did most yep. of that '70s show all except for their pilot, and then they handed this show off to Terry Hughes, who's actually mm-hmm. a, a film director for lots of TV shows, including. Way back to um, our friends at Third Rock from the Sun. He did some episodes of that. He did 22 episodes of the Whoopi Goldberg series, Whoopi. He did recent shows like Man with a Plan, which stars Matt LeBlanc. Ten episodes of that. He apparently directed the Golden Girls special in 2021, uh, Forever Golden, a celebration of the Golden Girls. Oh, wow. He did. Oh, he did one episode of that 70s show. So he must have directed the pilot of that 70s show. I think you're right. So because like like you said, <laughs> trainer did you know the the rest. <laughs> oh, he did a hundred and eight episodes of Golden Girls directed. Oh, nice. Uh, eight episodes of Square Pegs. I actually re- remember enjoying that show. He directed seventeen episodes of All American Girl, which I think was that uh, was that Margaret Cho's sitcom. I think. Mm, it yes, it was, that was Margaret Cho's sitcom. Okay, he did. Um, a hundred episodes of Third Rock from the Sun. Hundred. Damn. And his probably his most shining credits. Two episodes of Eight Simple Rules. <laughs> there we go. But no, I mean shit. A hundred episodes of Third Rock from the Sun and a hundred and eight of the Golden Girls. He gets a pass in my book. <laughs> oh yeah. No, 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 no. I get a pass in my book, bro. I don't know. What 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 would you say overall about this show? Like, like I said, for, for me, it's like if you want bits of 80s nostalgia, here's some 80s music in the background, and it, like it's basically a sugar rush. I think it's an interesting show more on paper and the fact that it exists than it is to watch. I think it's got some very mm-hmm. talented people on there that I love a lot and other stuff. Other stuff. So it is kind of interesting to see them kind of earlier in their careers. I wouldn't say it's a very well-written show. A lot of the characters are not no. that great. I'm kind of sad the sister is our favorite character, and she didn't really do a lot more. And she's, I mean, I know. Imagine you go into surgery though, and was it Pittsburgh she's in, and all of a sudden she's your surgeon. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, holy shit! I'm in a fever dream. 
But no, like, so this is a weird case where it happens occasionally, but not that often where it's not really a spinoff, but it's clear that it's trying to be in the vein of like, how often does that happen? They they were trying to take the energy of that 70s show. It's like, hey, well, let's just flip decades on it and create a new setting. And we have a new we have a new show. Now, my question for you, then. Do you think this would have worked better if you maybe plucked one of the 70s characters and brought them into the 80s with a whole new cast? Hmm. Like maybe this was Fez, a Fez spinoff or something and you had Fez in the 80s with a new group or something. Do you think that would have worked better? A la Joey when know. Joey goes to L.A. and friends at the end. and I don't think it would have. I like it. You know what? Because again, that cast of characters—you know, the, the the ones that we actually you know knew you know from this—it's it's like you're you're stuck with them in that mm-hmm. period. Uh, like like I can't see them. If you want to say graduating to, I could have seen a slight crossover where one of them shows up, but that's I think the. I'm the trying to think of which one would be a good pluck from that and. I I feel like if Kelso and Jackie were together at the end of that, maybe you could have had a show with them or something. Maybe. But you you couldn't have done a Fez and Jackie show, I don't feel like. You couldn't. No, no. Fez and Jackie, no. And, and I I think actually. Maybe what if like Laura Prepon, um, maybe she I, went I, off to college I, I, or something and you had her yes. show. That could have worked, right? Yeah, no, they they could if they wanted to make a true spinoff, yeah. they definitely could have done that. But as far as that eighty show, like if you wanted something eighty setting, yeah, just this isn't the way to do it. That that's that's. that's I think all that's I what I would have done. I, I would have taken Donna. I would have sent her off to college, set it in the eighties after the end of that seventy show, mm. and have it be that. And that I feel like that yeah, might have be, been more fun it, than. At, at that point, you're you're also talking, okay, you know, the college, the dorm, you know, the, you know, like her classmates, roommates. You can still have the record shop. She could work in the record store. You could still do yep. a lot of the same beats. Exactly. You know? that. Yeah, if they were to just lift someone from the show just for a crossover, strange as I, I, I would say, I think it might have been actually Hyde because... With the record store, like say you had you know Margaret actually calling up another record store trying to get you know find a record. <laughs> yeah, they could have done that. Well, he probably would have stayed there anyway because his dad owned it. Exactly. So. so yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's like if there was any potential of a crossover, that probably was it. But yeah, it's just yeah they. they they were looking for the 80s formula, but unfortunately, they got new Coke. We got to reach out to old Tinsley there and see if she wants to come talk about this show. Oh, I, I'd definitely be into that. I'd love some like, background again, knowledge on what the hell was going on back there. Yeah. But like, And again, she was the standout. And I think this is one they've tried to bury, too, because it's not really streaming legitimately anywhere. It's not on DVD, as far as I know. No. It, and it, yeah, it's like. It's it's almost like you know, kind of like yeah, like the hush hush, like it's like that any show. Oh, I have no no clue what you're talking. about. I was about. talking to people at work about it. They're like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I gotta go home and watch some of that eighty show. They're like, that ninety show's not out yet. I'm like, no, no, no not that ninety show. <laughs> that eighty show. They're like, what? There was another. Yeah. They're like, what? <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to go to the list? Are you ready to pop this? I'm in your ready list? to go to the list, and I, I I know where I'm putting it. I bet you do. So why don't we see where you actually? place that 80 show all right well i'm, I'm guessing it's lower <laughs> uh, gonna be closer to the bottom of your list but yeah so like you you can't pop this over things even like the odd couple and full house to me so the the bottom of my list is rounded out with from the bottom eight simple rules my wife and kids head of the class Partners, Dharma and Greg, Amos and Andy, Full House. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, this goes in between Dharma and Greg and Partners. I think it is better than Partners. 
that this is going to be funny <laughs> for where I put it. So too. that would make this, what is it? How many have we fucking covered so far? I'm just going to go from the bottom here. That'll be my fifth from the bottom of the shows we've covered so far. Okay. Well, for me, it actually ranks fourth from the bottom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you actually have it a little higher, but... I also have it right ahead of Partners. Yeah. I have it right Partners ahead of is Partners. a good comparison because it's also one season. Yep. You have these talented people who just weren't utilized. I mean. In the correct way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have it ahead of Partners and below Full House. Well, and looking at remember- the two, if you just hold us up against Partners, I there was only really one episode of Partners that made me laugh out loud. This one at least had a few sprinklings of laughter throughout. Yeah, and, and let me guess the the partners episode that was the one the where like he was uh, sleepwalking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 was when great. he's in the camera doing the paranormal activity. Yeah, I fucking lost it. That's when I belly laughed out loud of that. That shit killed me. That was the only episode of that show that really did anything for me. This one. I, it's not amazing, but it's got moments that are fun. It's it's got moments, and like I said, for me also, like the 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 nostalgic touch. It, it definitely has a good soundtrack to it, except its theme song, which is the yeah. odd odd part. They but, got lazy um, with them transitions. They fucking made the same thing. They're opening and just. You, a show like this, you, I need to keep it amped up. I feel like, especially like when they go to the dance club and then you're just cutting back to the house. And you're like. You're losing energy, people. <laughs> yeah, and by by the way, I I, I was so uh, d- disappointed because with the the dance club, I'm like, shit. Like I re- I remember there was a point when I think you know like uh, 18 or 19 was when you could get into the clubs because from what they were talking about with yeah you know, like some of the our ages, I'm like, oh wait, hold on, yeah, like that person's not legal yet, but yet they're at a club. Do you have oh, a wait, dance I guess they bro? are legal. Huh? You have a dance square? <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, it, it's just like, I'm like, wow, yeah, we we had some clubs that were opened like an all ages club type of thing, but yeah, not place uh, doing shots and drinks and stuff like uh, that. Ah, the sweet days when so, you go into work the next day after or go to school and you still have that stamp you can't get off your hand. The minor <laughs> stamp. Yep. Or the big M and fucking Sharpie. No, it's uh, it's W for winner. <laughs> Not an M for minor. But yeah, that that, that was the only thing I was like, I'm like, why why didn't we have clubs like that? It's like, well, yeah, because the legal age when I became, yeah, it's like, oh, where did it was this take place? Was this Wisconsin as well? I didn't. No, this was San Diego. Oh, okay. I didn't really pay attention to that. I guess. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of the other weird thing. It's like what where I think the the setting plays more prominently in that 70s show. This one, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, it's San Diego. Yeah, I don't remember them. They must have mentioned it if you knew it, but. Yes, they, they, they mentioned it, but it's just. Eh. I just Googled San Diego sitcoms out of curiosity. Nine best television shows set in San Diego. Was this one of them? <laughs> Simon and Simon, The Real World San Diego, Drake and Josh, The Fosters, Pitch, and I don't, it says well, nine, Simon, but that Simon don't feel I like nine, and, and the list is over, so I don't know. Yeah. But looks, oh, Veronica Mars, Terriers, Renegade. I don't know that one. But now, actually, next episode, we should be covering... What are we going to call it? Like, boot that boot that reboot. We're going to compare, like, Night Court reboot and that 90 show. <laughs> and, and we're going to kind of see which one did it better. And Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully it'll be, a good, like, a good contest, not a, well, if we have to. Well, if you, <laughs> if you had to pick one better. of the two to be good and continue, the other one's got to go away. Which one do you hope is better? I'm hoping Night Court. Me too. So if you're interested in learning more about those shows, come back to the next episode. And uh, Night Court is basically premiered as we started tonight. tonight. And I'm assuming it'll be on Peacock. Uh, If it's there tonight, I might go watch it after this. If not, maybe tomorrow. 
And that uh, 90s show will be on Netflix, I believe, the 19th. So I think that's Thursday. Yeah. Excellent. Cool, man. All right. Sitcom my face at gmail.com. Twitch. Find Nick here at netnick191. Me on Twitch, Bidwell Fog. You can uh, follow. What's your your netnick191 is also your Twitter? Yes, it is. Mine is Bidwell Fog. <laughs> and let's see. Facebook.com slash sitcom my face. You can go to our Twitter, sitcom my face. It's nothing there, but and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll eventually link some of these shows. It's been sitting I guess. there dormant since the eighties. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I'm trying to think if there's any. Do you got anything else coming up, uh, Jay? Or no, go go check out Mayberry Man. It's on all streaming services right now. Uh, the DVD you can. I saw Walmart had it for like fourteen bucks. Go buy Mayberry Man. And, and, and hopefully we'll hear something more on Deer Camp 86 at some point. You can, hey, 80s. There we go. Yeah, boy. There's your 80s show. That's why I said when I got that movie, I thought it was uh, serendipitous because I was born in 86. And it's Deer Camp 86. <laughs> there we go. Well, for that TV podcast. That TV podcast. I've been Nick Frank. Why didn't we think of that title when we came <laughs> Yeah, I'm there we go. Dave Bidwell. And what do we hope... The good folks out there will do for us. I hope you'll real sexily and slowly sitcom my face. 